Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of Movement Radio. I'm your host, Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. And today we we had planned um, a whole show out for you guys, but due to current events, that show has been postponed uh, until next week. Um, today will be our uh, retrospective of the late, great Kobe Bryant. Uh, for, the, for you guys that don't know, yesterday, um, Kobe Bryant... His daughter and about seven other people died in a tragic helicopter accident in Calabasas, California. Um, our thoughts and prayers go out to everyone affected by the tragedy. Um, and it, it, it hit me like, where did where were you when you found out that it happened? I, honestly, I was I was sitting in um, my living room. I was watching. Um, I just actually just woken up from a nap uh, I had been sick the last couple of days ended up canceling my wrestling show for this weekend because I was sick couldn't breathe still having problems with some sinus issues right can't really breathe um, and uh, I was sitting in the living room in uh, in my recliner uh, watching the call of duty tournament from this weekend and um, they did a a deal they were supposed to do uh, a 2v2 tournament with uh, Michael B. Jordan and Andrew Wiggins versus Carl Anthony Towns and Vince Staples and um, they they decided to postpone that because they, they had just found out that um, Kobe Bryant his at this point they only thought that it was uh, Kobe Bryant and like four other passengers right um, the initial report was Kobe Bryant and all four of his daughters um, were on the plane. Were, were on, on the, the helicopter, helicopter at yeah. the time. Uh, and then um, further reports came out that it was it was Kobe. It was his oldest daughter, Gigi. There was the pilot. Um, there was uh, a couple of parents and their children from Gigi's basketball squad. Yeah. And they were on their way to practice um, when something happened with the the helicopter. Uh, they said it just, um, from what they're saying right now, uh, it just it caught fire and went down. That's crazy. Um, I, uh, I remember I was at the house. And um, I got on my phone. I was, you know, going down the wormhole of Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and a friend of mine, Chris, uh, said, "Man, I can't believe this is happening." You know, rest in peace, Kobe, Kobe Bryant. And my initial thought, because I've, I'm known in this day and age, fake news can travel all over the place very quickly. Your initial thought was uh, my initial thought Facebook was uh, hoax. exactly mm-hmm. because they did the same thing with Jackie Chan. They did the same thing with a lot of other celebrities. Yeah. So in my head, I'm thinking, all right, this is this is a hoax. So I didn't think anything of. I scrolled down, and then uh, my good buddy Matt Paulo, uh, some of you guys might know him as Matt Vice, said something about Kobe being dead. And then I thought to myself, I'm like, all right, my buddy Chris is a high school friend of mine, and I don't think he knows Matt Vice, so I don't think he has that much pull. And then I immediately Googled it, and the first thing that popped up was a TMZ article saying that Kobe Bryant had died in a plane, in a helicopter crash. Right. And in a way, I kind of didn't want to believe it at first. Mm-hmm. And But then once it started pouring in from every everywhere, 
it didn't for me it didn't resonate until I got a bleacher report from ESPN.com saying that it was confirmed that Kobe was dead and initially I was like whoa you know like it, it took it it took me back in a time where it was like wow like think of all the people who are considered greats among their field you know right. what I mean like a lot of people you know, like I remember and, and and I don't want it to transition into anything outside of Kobe Bryant but think of it in terms of professional wrestling because we both are you know again huge fans of pro wrestling how I'll be honest, it made you it hit me it hit me. It stung me, right? The same way it stung me when Eddie Guerrero passed right. away. Yeah, Eddie. Yeah, um, and I had. Well, I had called that. you crying. Well, no, no, you called me, um, mm. and when you and told I me, I really, almost bawled. Like I, yeah. like I was crying on the phone with you when you told me that Eddie Guerrero had passed away. Yeah, and I hadn't really felt that, you know, since then. Yeah, you know, for somebody that I didn't truly know, like right. I, you feel like yeah. you know these people. Yeah, you know, uh, and it's a completely different feeling when. Like somebody in your immediate family passes away, right? But this was, you know, this Kobe Bryant was uh, the reason why a good majority of people are in the NBA now, right? You know, he influenced so many people uh, it, from LeBron James down, right? You know, to to stars like Trey Young now, yeah, who played yesterday's game. In a number eight jersey for, right. for the uh, Atlanta Hawks, yeah. and then a lot of people are actually calling for the number eight and number twenty-four jerseys to be retired across the board. Um, there was also another, um, there was also another, not not petition, but an idea that's been floating around that because you know I think we're maybe a couple of weeks away from the All Star break. Yep, talking about one team doing everybody on the team wearing the number eight and the other team wearing the number twenty-four. So the current yeah. idea is for. LeBron's West, right, to wear number twenty-four, and then and Giannis's, Giannis's East, East to wear number eight. Yes, that would be a, yeah. I mean, that'd be um, an awesome tribute. And I like how the, once the news broke, and then all the teams found out, they took the twenty-four second. Only step. two teams took that. Well, two did. They would took it in the same game. Um, well, no, no, no. They, they have other uh, videos of other teams doing it. The, the, the Spurs did it. The Memphis Grizzlies did it. The uh, Knicks and uh, Nets did something that was similar. One, I think one did a 24-second shot clock violation, and then the other one did like an eight-second backcourt violation. Like, I watched a compilation of it uh, yesterday. I don't know. The only thing that came out um, as of this morning that I seen was – uh, it was the same same game, the Spurs and the Raptors. Right. They yeah. Both, well, they were the they first both ones took to right. a twenty four second shot clock. Yeah. They, yeah, they were the first ones. The to do uh, Madison Square ball. Garden lit their they lit the garden up in purple and gold. Right. Um, Trey Young wore the number eight. Uh, yeah. So you know it, it's it's out there, um, and, and uh, I I don't want anybody like. To think that you know this is a like a revisionist tale of Kobe Bryant's life, uh, a revisionist tale of his career or anything. Um, for anybody that's around like our age, I'm, I'm 36. I'll be 37 this year. I'm 33. Talon's 33. Um, you know, like we remember watching Jordan play. To a degree, yeah, you know, 
uh, like it was the 92 Dream Team that really set basketball into the like course that it's in now. Right. But let's be honest, I was only nine. I watched basketball, but I didn't really pay attention to basketball. Yeah, it isn't until you're like almost in your pre-teens or maybe even before like around 19 years old where you start watching sports a little bit more religiously especially if it's a sport that you're thinking about being a part of in some way um i mean i was never good at basketball so i was never you know never my attention but i did enjoy watching it Mm -hmm. um and i think if you just look at just kobe's accomplishments um being considered one of the greatest of all time he uh I can go back to my uh, uh, handy-dandy smartphone here, which you probably have it already written on paper. Um, But, yeah, you know, he was a five-time NBA champion, a two-time finals MVP. Uh, He was the most valuable player in 2008. 18 all-star appearances. Four of those all-star games, he was the MVP. Mm -hmm. 11-time All-NBA first team, two-time All-NBA second team, two-time All-NBA third team, a nine-time All-Defensive player. Uh, And there's some debate on whether or not he should have at least won one uh, Defensive Player of the Year honor that he never got a chance to win. Um, But he was All-NBA, like I said, nine-time All-NBA first team, three-time NBA second team. He is a two-time scoring champion in back-to-back years, 2006 and 2007. He won a dunk contest in 1997, making him the one, I think he was the youngest one to win the dunk contest at that point. Um, He was an NBA All-Rookie. The number eight and the number 24 jerseys have both been retired by the Los Angeles Lakers in wake of his death. And actually, though, that was not in wake of his death. Oh, that was? That was already there? <laughs> the number eight and 24, when he retired, they retired those Oh, numbers. okay. Okay. Um, I apologize. But, but I thought that it was after that they, no, no, they no, had no. made a decision after his death. No. Um, but something pretty cool that I found out, uh, it was late last night, early this morning, uh, Mark Cuban, owner of the Dallas Mavericks, retired the number 24. No Dallas Maverick will ever wear the number 24 in, in remembrance of... Uh, I think, and, and we, were, we were talking about this earlier today, I'm thinking that that's probably what's going to happen across the board. That's what a lot of people are asking for across the board is for the number 8 or the number 24 jersey to be um, like in remembrance of Kobe. You know? Right. Um, but yeah, um, you know, he, he scored... 33,643 points uh, in his career, 7,407 rebounds, 6,306 assists. He is a two-time gold medalist in the 19th, I'm sorry, in the 2008 Beijing Games and the 2012 London Games. Uh, he also won a FIBA Americans Championship back in 2007, a gold for that one as well. Um, so aside from, I mean, and he had a pretty incredible career and, uh, Aside from just the basketball, you know, he was he's, considered probably. Well, aside from basketball, he's won a Grammy Award. Yeah, he's yeah he's won a Grammy. He's won. Oh, a, I'm sorry, a, not, a, not a Grammy, Academy Award. Yeah, Academy Award. Yeah, he's, he's won an Oscar. He he has written a series of children's books. Uh, he had that show on ESPN Plus, uh, Detail, mm-hmm. which was very good. He uh, he's been in the front lines of pushing. For the WNBA uh, to become more prominent, right? He was part of the reason why they got salary increases. Yep. Uh, and everything. Uh, but yep. aside from that, aside from that, he was a devout husband, uh, a wonderful father, 
uh, I mean, you got to think the, the very last image uh, that anybody has of Kobe Bryant is him sitting courtside with Gigi explaining the game to her. Yeah, that because she was very much into him. Like her, I, I, I don't know this for a fact, so please don't quote me on it. But, you know, people have said that, you know, she often talked about, uh, you know, wanting to be like her dad and well, be yeah. a part of the WNBA. She would always ask questions and she would always, you know, they even say that, you know, in the games, like Kobe would do the deal where, you know, I don't know if people catch 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 some nuances of people's game. Kobe would sometimes put his own jersey in his mouth and bite on it. Mm-hmm. She would do that too in her games as well. Yep. You know, very much manner, manneristic of her, you know, look just like him too. Um, now, the one thing though that I will say, and it's going to come up, it's going to come up because there's a lot of people in this world who are... What's the right word for me to say without going on a rant and without cursing too much? Because I am trying to curve that a little bit. There's a lot of idiotic people who want to drudge up the person's dirty history. If, if that's a, if that's the nicest way that I can put it. Okay. Because a lot of people, um, you know, in the in mourning, there's always you ever you've heard the old expression there's always a bad apple in the bunch and yeah. all that especially on social media there's always going to be people who are going to throw whatever shade they can at someone regardless of for example Michael Jackson when Michael Jackson died everyone loved Michael everyone loved his music everyone appreciated you know the contribution that he made to the music industry but there's still some people who's like, well, he raped a kid, or he did this, or he did that, you know, and I'm pretty sure, because I've seen it on social media already, and the man hasn't even been, you know, dead 24 hours, people already coming at, you know, people on social media talking about, like, why would you celebrate the life of a rapist? He raped that girl in Colorado, and blah, 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 um, and I'm like, what? Okay, now let's be, you know? let's be honest. Uh, yeah. If we're going to talk about that, let's, let's break out the facts. I feel like we he need was, to talk about he that. He was acquitted yes. of all charges. Exactly. Um, so, you know, settled out, you know, and really after that happened, no then, one ever, no one really spoke about it after that. And that's the thing, you know. Uh, you know, hindsight being 2020, there, there are going to be people that are going to come out and be like, oh, we shouldn't do this because he, he apparently done that. Right. Um, or whatnot, you know. They want they want to vilify him. Yeah, you know. I, I've I've seen people do that. You know, they, they talk about uh, his his rape charges that he was acquitted for. I've seen people go to the extreme of using Kobe Bryant's death as hate towards the president of the United States. Right. I've seen them use Kobe Bryant's death as hate towards other basketball players. And none of it makes sense. What we should do, <clears throat> in my opinion, is you know, we take, you know, s- s- don't worry about the personal stuff that you have no personal knowledge towards. Exactly. You only have what the the media has told you. Aside from all that, this man was a husband. Yes. He was a father, a brother. A son, an uncle, a mentor, <clears throat> right? Like, take uh, the positives far, far outweigh the negatives that anybody could say about this man. Exactly. So, I will choose 
to focus on all the positives right and take the the one possible negative and throw it in the garbage right um yeah. because as as a father as a husband you know like i i can't imagine what was going through this man's mind in the final moments of his life as a father i would a hundred times over i would do everything in my power to save my children and i just can't imagine like what was going through his mind holding Gigi as the, the the helicopter went down knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt there's nothing he could do to save her yeah. it, it was it that was it and that's just you know I, I don't want to get too emotional it's already emotional enough because this it is. gentleman has, has lost his life his 13 year old daughter has lost her life uh, the pilot of the helicopter has lost his life and six other people that have yet to be named have lost their lives in this tragedy. Yeah. Um, and you feel for for Vanessa Bryant, uh, a woman that stayed with Kobe through thick and thin, and she, I mean, it's it's a, it's hard enough losing one member of your family on a day, whether it be a parent or a sibling or a child or a husband or a spouse. She lost her husband and she lost a daughter on the exact same day at the exact same moment. And the fucked up thing about it is that the police didn't inform her that it happened first. TMZ and the bloodthirsty fucking media got a hold of the information first and instead of in the privacy of her own home so she could grieve by herself you know being told by this by local law enforcement TMZ flashed it all over the internet she had to find out through breaking news coverage and you know it's it, it's it's a fucked up th- way for it to happen you know it happened that way you know and I mean ain't no sense you can't go back in time and you know rechange how it happened but we just know that it happened um so I can't imagine what she's going through. Like me and like I said before, like me and Amy talked about it last night and she told me she said she couldn't imagine losing me or Malachi or Piper or any of us at the same time. Like it would dev- and it would devastate. I'm pretty sure Jesse feels the same way if something would have happened to you, Grayson, or Cole <clears throat> at the same time. You know, something would probably you know, right? You know, my sister the same way with, you know, Ivan, Lydia and Gabriel, you know, or Tiffany and Johnny with Christian, you know, all them, you know, so yeah, it's, uh, it's one of the things where it's like, it takes away basketball and it puts you in the moment because Kobe was only 41 years old when it happened, right? 41 years old. So, you know, I'm 33, man. I've got like, I'm eight years away from 41, like Hell, and who's to say I'm going to make it to 41? Well, you know, you know what I mean? So There's the thing. So I turned 37 this year. Right. That puts me four years away from how old Kobe Bryant was. Right. Um, I want to read something that a, a, a friend of mine wrote on Facebook. And it's kind of long, but it makes a lot of sense. It says, Kobe, Kobe Bryant died yesterday and people are hurt, sad, and brokenhearted over it. So, of course, that leads to other people posting and shaming those people by mentioning the fact that lots of other people died yesterday, as they do every day, yet no one is mentioning them. 
Well, if you're one of those people, you simply don't understand connection. It's tragic when anyone dies, but the reality is when there is no connection, it's not going to affect us anywhere near as when there is a connection. When celebrities die, we feel it because for various reasons, we feel connected with them. We watch them excel. We watch them fail. We have memories in our lives that they were involved with. <clears throat> we learn from them. We put them as heroes. We are connected. So you can try to pull your holier-than-thou card about how Kobe Bryant was no different than anyone else who died anywhere else yesterday. But for those that were connected to him, you're wrong. He goes on to say that I am not an NBA fan. I wouldn't say I was a Kobe fan, but I remember the high school kid who jumped to the NBA, became one of the greatest. I've read and studied numerous things by his drive. I was connected. So while I'm not affected as many are, and it doesn't affect my day to day, it affects me because life is about connection. Right. Um, you know, and we all have certain things like what we said earlier, you know, with us being wrestling fans, you know, when Eddie Guerrero died, we felt it because we had a connection to Eddie Guerrero because of the memories we, you know, of him watching him win the WWE title, you know, at No Way Out 2004 and different things like that. And not just in sports, anything like anything like musically, like thinking in terms of music. One of my favorite bands is a band, is a band called We Came As Romans. And when I found out that the lead singer, uh, uh, Kyle Pravone passed away unexpectedly that shit hit me you know the same way it was when Mitch Lucker from Suicide Silence passed away in a motorcycle accident like it's literally out of nowhere and you 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 don't know how to react you don't know how to respond you know right so the best thing you can do which is again when we when we when Chip came to me and said hey I'd like to do this today for Kobe Bryant my initial reaction to it was absolutely let's do it because it's good that we are going to celebrate the man's life. And yes, a lot of people are going to mourn his death, absolutely. But we want this to be a celebration of his legacy and the legacy that he left behind for everyone to learn from. You I see mean, what I'm saying? I have no doubt that when the NBA Hall of Fame happens later this year, Kobe Bryant will go in. Oh, he'll go. Oh, absolutely. I would, I, I'm not going to say unanimously. But pretty close to unanimously. Right. Um, Which, I mean, he was already a bona fide Hall of Famer anyway. Oh, he was a first ballot Hall of Famer. You know, 100%. it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that his death had to speed that process up, you know. But, right. you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, Vanessa will probably give the Hall of Fame induction. So, you know, it's going to be great, yeah. you know. So uh, um, here's yeah. a little here's a little tidbit of, of his career. He was fourth in points scored with 33,643. Third in field goals attempted, fifth in field goals made, first in field goals missed, third in free throws made, fifth in free throw attempts, twelfth in points per game, sixth in three-point field goals attempted, third in turnovers, twelfth in free three-point field goals made, fourteenth in steals, sixth in minutes played, ninety-second in steals per game. 41st in minutes per game, 11th in games played, 29th in assists, 84th in free throw percentage, 39th in personal fouls, 46th in defensive rebounds, 134th in assists per game, 
100th in rebounds, 180th in blocks, and 190th in offensive rebounds. Um, in his career, he became the oldest player to ever score 60, and that was in the very last game of his career. Yep. Um, you know, so I, he, he was one of the last of a, like, real physical dying era of basketball. Yeah. You know, because he came up, he, he started playing uh, in Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman, um, Charles Barkley, Patrick, Patrick Ewing, Ewing. In, in their, the end of their era. Uh, so he still had, you know, he, he was touched by that generation. Right. More so than any other player yeah. in the current NBA. And there was the old uh, the old adage of, you know, every, every kid wanted to be like Mike. Yeah. If there was any player who was like Mike, almost, almost to a T, it was him. Because oh, yeah. he adopted so much of Michael Jordan's persona. Um, you know, the way that he moved on the basketball court, his cadence, his delivery, the way that he would speak during interviews reminiscent of the way Jordan would speak sometimes. Right. Um, and on the court, too, like, the, the the term Black Mamba, how he came up with that name, the Black Mamba is a real snake that is a very, very, very venomous snake with probably some of the most potent venom of all the repti- of, of all the reptiles. But the reason why it's such a deadly snake is that it will strike unprovoked. Mm -hmm. And Kobe Bryant had the, what a lot of people would call the assassin mentality. Uh, Because in Jordan's era, they called it the killer instinct. Yes. Um, Um, Maybe assassin mentality is a little bit too on the the nose. Maybe I should curve it a little bit. Yeah, they they called it the killer instinct. And since then, uh, it has been because... You know, we're more politically correct right. and everything. Yeah. Um, Killer Instinct is, is not very PC. Uh, but Kobe Bryant took that Killer Instinct and turned it into his own thing. Right. And, it, it, you know, now it's it's the Mamba, Mamba mentality. Yeah. And, I mean, he, he personified it. I mean, he was going to, like, you look at James Harden, what James Harden's doing. Like, oh man, did you see James Harden got 40 points? Oh man, he scored, you know, 35. Oh man, he, you know, he did this. It's like Kobe had about nine of those games back to back to back. You know, I mean, he was doing this like way, way, way ahead of everybody else. And he was so ahead of his time as a scorer. Um, now, a lot of people could say he wasn't the greatest person to get along with. Philip Jackson, uh, you know, notable head coach uh, for the Chicago Bulls and the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, I believe it was in his first book, I want to say, he said that Kobe Bryant was completely uncoachable because of his mentality of me first mentality. And it wasn't until after the, after um, they had made up and Kobe in 27, I'm sorry, in 2007 and 2008 when they won their back-to-back titles. No, I'm sorry. It was 2008, 2009. I apologize. When uh, they won the back-to-back titles, they beat Orlando in the first one, then had their revenge against the uh, Boston Celtics. You've seen a lot more of Kobe Bryant being more of a versatile team player, even though he was, even though he was still the focal point of the team. He had to rely on 
the Andrew Bynums and the Paul Gasols because they were there to help him. And I think if it hadn't been for those two guys helping him, would he have had those second chances to get championships? Oh, I think you know? so. Um, you know, which when you think of the, the three-peat that he had with the Los Angeles Lakers, and he had Derek Fisher, he had... Shaquille O'Neal, which is you know another feud that everybody wants to talk about—the feud between Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. But, here's the thing. You know, here's the thing with these quote-unquote feuds. Kobe Bryant put those aside long before. I agree. The fans. I agree. Uh, I agree. Did you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, to the point that. Um, to the point to where it was like almost Kobe and Shaq were kind of like baiting the fans a little bit with it because Kobe, right. because Shaq did have that that little diss on Kobe uh, like I think it was like a 2011 2012 something like that mm-hmm. where it was like a little party shot and everyone took it so seriously and blew it out of the water right you know you and, know yeah Shaq yesterday uh put out a heartfelt um tweet uh talking about Kobe and Gigi and he said that Kobe was his brother and Gigi was his niece. Right. Um, and that his thoughts and prayers would, would, would be with his sister, Vanessa. Right. Um, you know, um, Magic Johnson has come out publicly and said that Kobe Bryant was the greatest Lakers player ever. ever. Right. And so he's um, up there, yeah, because, I mean... You think and, of- and I would tend to agree. Now, there have been... Some really good, some great, the great, well, some of the greatest of all time have put on that Lakers uniform. I mean, everybody from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar right. to uh, again to Magic Johnson, James Worthy, Jerry West, Jerry West. Uh, oh my God, so um, many, uh, Wilt Chamberlain. No, no, Wilt Chamberlain. Did Wilt Chamberlain play for LA? Yeah, yeah I think he played for him later. Yeah, um, but yeah, so many great players played. The one thing that that I I look at Kobe and. This this is the one thing that like it stands out to me, very very similar to to Michael Jordan. Um, Michael Jordan never left the Bulls to win a championship. Right, he stayed with the Kobe yeah. Bryant. Never left the Lakers to win a championship. And he could have. He could have. He could have. He could have easily. Have. He could have easily went oh. to. Uh, he could have easily went to Boston. He could have easily went to New York. He could have easily went to Chicago and play on the team that so many people have compared him to. But he said, no, I'm going to stay here. Right. You know, and Uh, you don't know if it was because, hey, this is where my bread's buttered. I want to, you know, live my life here. You know, um, there's there's no telling why he chose that. Uh, And it could just have been, it could have just been his, his mentality or his desire to be like Michael Jordan. Right. Um, Yeah. You know, for, for those that don't know, Kobe Bryant played 20 years for the L.A. Lakers, but he wasn't originally drafted by the Lakers. Right. He was originally drafted in 1996, 13th overall to the Charlotte Hornets, and was traded the very same day to the Lakers for Vlad Devok. Tell me who that is. I don't know, but it's, it's, it's funny because you mentioned the 1996 draft, and uh, I'm not going to go over the whole entire draft, but I am going to say that in that draft... Just just tell me the 12 people that were drafted before Kobe Bryant. Okay, the number one overall pick was Allen Iverson. Okay. He was a Hall of Famer. Number two, Marcus Canby, who didn't really pan out so well for the Toronto Raptors. Bless you. Uh, number three was Sharif Abdul-Rahim, who, who was drafted by the Vancouver Grizzlies. 
Stephon Mayberry at four, Ray Allen Hall of Famer at five, Antoine Walker at number six, Lorenzo Wright at seven, Kerry Kittles at eight, Samari Walker at nine, Eric Dampier at 10, Todd Fuller at 11, and Vladdy Potapensko at 12. You have no idea who that last person is, because I don't. Nope. And then Kobe Bryant came in at number 13. Now, That's all I care about. As far as people after, and there's only a few notables that came after him, uh, Peja Storjakovic, Steve Nash, uh, Jermaine O'Neal, and Zeljunas Zilgaskis, and Derek Fisher. So one of Kobe Bryant's teammates <laughs> came in with him at the same time. Um, but another interesting tidbit that I found out, um, you know, Kobe Bryant was the leader of the 2000 and was a captain of the 2008 Beijing Olympic team. Yeah. Uh, and where this is where they won the gold medal and they were viewed as, and I'm just going to read it here. It says the team was nicknamed the Redeem team. Yes. A play on the alternative name given to the legendary 1992 squad that was called the, the Dream. Dream Team. And I'm just going to, these are the list of the players that played alongside Kobe. You had Carlos Boozer, Jason Kidd, Darren Williams, Michael Redd, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Dwight Howard, Chris Bosh, Chris Paul, Tayshaun Prince, and Carmelo Anthony. Now, the reason I bring all those up is you have amazing players on this team. Amazing players on this team. But in the fourth quarter, when there were some games that were very, very tight, LeBron, Dwayne, all of them said, give it to Kobe. Let Kobe handle it. And I believe it was, I don't know if it was in the gold medal game or the game before that, one of the semifinals games, Kobe's dropping like 13, 14, 15 points in just the fourth quarter alone. Right. You know, and Kobe led, was the was the bona fide leader of that team because I can honestly say from that period of time, Kobe was probably the best player on the planet. You know, like a lot of people want to talk about how there's always that debate of who the GOAT is and I hate that conversation because you can't go you, no one can time travel 50 years to the future and then come back and say oh yeah there was one other person or two other people that were greater than these three whatever because I I think we should just stop comparing players stop comparing eras you know don't you, you because what that does honestly I think it I think you're by you picking a side, you basically diminish somebody else's greatness in a way. Not that you intend to, but it's, in a sense, it's kind of like his greatness is better than his greatness. But in a sense, both are great. Kobe's great. LeBron's great. Magic's great. Jordan's great. Kareem's great. They're all great. But I think the difference with Kobe is that Kobe, Kobe was one of those players when he got on the court there was only one person you wanted taking that last shot. You didn't want anybody else to take that shot but Kobe. There could be a couple of select players that you would <coughs> if Kobe wasn't there, you got these, you know, somebody else to do it. But right. with Kobe and again that what we talked about earlier, the Mamba mentality. Like, God, there was it was it, so I keep going back to this, but it was the same way with Jordan. Yeah. And that's the thing. Kobe patterned himself so much after Jordan that it, it's not funny. There's right. a video out there that it shows like the movements that Jordan would make and it, it would, it splices together like exact movements of Kobe Bryant and they're step for step identical. It's crazy. Um, but I want to go back for a second. So the, the gentleman that Kobe was traded to the Lakers for Vlad Divac, right? 
He was born February 3rd, 1968. He played... Look at that name. Let me see. Oh, Vladi Divac. Okay, yeah, okay. I know who you're talking about. Uh, yeah, well, he, the, he the, was, e, the E is silent. It's Vlad. Okay. I don't understand certain languages. Please forgive right. me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not cultured. Uh, he was originally drafted in the '89 uh, draft by the Lakers. He played um, with the Lakers from '89 to '96, where he was then traded to Charlotte for Kobe Bryant. He played two years in Charlotte, then he went uh, and played over. I want to say in Russia. Uh, and he came back and played from 98, or I'm sorry, from uh, 99 to 2004 with Sacramento Kings. And then he played his final yeah. season, 2004-2005 season, with the Lakers. He is yeah. currently, uh, so he currently serves as the Vice President of Basketball Operations and GM of the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. Um, because remember, that was a big thing, especially... Because that kind of made Kobe, when when Kobe and Shaq and Derek Fisher, Rick Fox, all those guys, when they were on their three-peat run, um, they beat, I think it was the 76ers, the New Jersey Nets, and the um, Indiana Pacers. Um, They, you know, their biggest rivalry every year, if it wasn't the San Antonio Spurs, it was the Sacramento Kings because the Sacramento Kings, they, they had that big line. They had Mike Bibby. They had, uh, uh, who was it? They had Doug uh, Doug Christie, Chris Webber, Peja Stoyakovich. You know, it, it was like a big, it was like, right. they're the team that's going to take down the Lakers. They're the team that's going to do it. And yeah. then every year, I think Shaquille O'Neal was like, oh, yeah, the Sacramento Queens, eh, whatever. Yeah. It was like, ugh, you know. And even Kobe kind of got into it a little bit with, um, I think it was Doug Christie, I think is when it was. I don't know if it was a scuffle or not. But, yeah, I mean, they, man. But it was it was it was literally one of those signs where it's like the Los Angeles Lakers franchise is the evil empire of the NBA, just like the way the Yankees are in baseball, or just like the way the Cowboys used to be in football. Now it's more the New England Patriots in football, right? You know? um, so yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, what would you say is probably your one of your favorite memories is for maybe a game that you've seen him play uh, or a moment that you've seen. I, I, want, I would want to say it was 2006 uh, when he dropped 81 against the yeah, Raptors. Oh, my God. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, it, it was the closest anyone just, got to it, – it literally was the closest anyone got to the 100-point mark. Uh, I, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't remember who said that. I think it was Wilt Chamberlain. No, it wasn't Wilt Chamberlain. Or was it Wilt Chamberlain? I think it was Walt Frazier. No, it was one of them. Had set in the uh, the goal. Okay, he's got his phone. He's looking it up. No, um, uh, <laughs> I, I just, just as we're recording this, um, all nine victims have been identified from mm-hmm. the, the crash. It was uh, Kobe and Gianna Bryant. John Altabolt Altabolt Belly um, he was a baseball coach okay uh, his wife uh, Carrie and daughter Alyssa um, then you had uh, so Alyssa played on the team with Gianna along with um, Christina Mauser Sarah and Peyton Chester and then the pilot Ara Zobion mm. uh, those are the nine victims from yesterday's plane crash um so, yeah, one of my favorite moments, uh, and it wasn't even really a play that he did. 
it was a reaction that Kobe had, and it was a, really a no. It was it was no reaction whatsoever. Um, I can't remember what I can't remember. It was Kobe was playing, and I can't remember who it was against. Um, but Matt Barnes was fixing to inbound the ball, and the way that the, I don't know if it was the way that the, that it made it look or not, but he did this like he like you know like you fake a pass in to kind of like fake out your opponents or whatever. Right. He did it right in front of Kobe's face, and the ball came literally within like an inch or so of his face, and he didn't even flinch. Right. He just looked, he was like, mm, what do you want to do? You know? And for me, I was like, whoa, dude ain't got no soul. Or like, he's cold-blooded. Like, you know, and then I think in that game, he dropped like 41 or something in the game. Yeah. You know, dude was just, you know, and, you know, you think about, you know, having the three championships with Shaq and everybody automatically saying, you know, well, Shaq's the reason why you had the championships and blah, 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 blah. And then he went on. And then he went on to win two championships. Now, granted, he didn't win the championships by himself, but he was the driving force and the vocal point behind them two championships. He, he finally was. winning those two MVPs. Yes. Um, Man, I tell you. All right, so let, let's ask this because I know we're running short on time. Well, real quick. I'll okay. Um, so, so the day, the day before uh, Kobe Wright passed away, LeBron James... Uh, passed him on on the all-time scoring list. On the all-time yeah. scoring list. Um, and so Kobe Bryant's very last tweet reads as this, continuing to move the game forward at King James. Much respect, my brother. Hashtag 33644, which is the number that, the number that he passed. Yeah. Um, so even in that, he, you know, in, in his last tweet, he was given props to another player for surpassing his right record. Yeah, because um, on the court, so. yeah, on the court, I mean, I think it was, I can't remember who, who, who tweeted it, but he's like, on the court, he had no friends. No. But once he got off that court, you know, it was like, you know, because we've heard so many people like um, Dwayne Wade had a post about it. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar posted something about it. We, we They've been talking about it all morning on first take and ESP ESPN shows and first things first talked about it this morning they had Chris Bouchard on who was an NBA analyst who was very close to Kobe um and talked about it on Undisputed and I guarantee you it's going to continue all day today uh including this um so what would be and we need to end it on this what is your everlasting what do you believe Kobe's legacy is now? In one word, I would say mentor. Right. Uh, for the for the simple fact that he took the time to to mentor um, the younger generation. He he mentored um, his his daughter, uh, all of his all four of his children. Um, he mentored, uh, you know, people in the WNBA. Uh, so I would say his lasting legacy will be mentor. I think his lasting legacy, and I think for me personally, like, he was... A lot of people don't throw his name into the conversation with the Kobe, but with the LeBrons and the Jordans and all them. I would say he's I would say he's two. up there. Yeah, he, he's definitely I would definitely say it goes... In on my list, it goes Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, and in my in that in, order. And in mine, I would say, and I know what Magic Johnson 
I know what Magic Johnson said, but for me, it was Jordan, Magic, Kobe, then LeBron, and then Kareem. But that's for a different topic, for a different discussion. Um, so I guess the only thing left, you know, is just wherever you are in this universe, Kobe, you know, we, uh, we're going to be praying for your family and praying for everyone who's been affected by this tragedy. And, uh, we will see you on the other side, Chip. Anything you want to throw out there before we take it home? Uh, actually, uh, I want to leave with, uh, one quote, um, quote from Kobe Bryant. And he says, uh, everything negative pressure challenges is all an opportunity for you to rise. Yep. With that being said, please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Also check out our YouTube page, subscribe, and click that bell for our latest videos. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. And this is Movement Movement Radio. Radio. Mamba out. Thank you.